Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AG Chase Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. From the Coast View Studios right here on and beautiful coastal Mississippi. Welcome to Coast View, the show that continues to celebrate the people who make this such a special place to live, work, and play. And one of the conversations, if I look back, one of the conversations I really enjoy having is with Mary Graham, who's the president of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. You've heard me say this before, but the community college system in Mississippi is one of the strongest in the entire United States. They rank in the top five in many categories. And Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is one of the strongest in the state, which then means that Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is one of the strongest in the entire nation. And what they do to stay in touch, what they do with their outreach is really incredible. And I'm a proud member of the Hall of Fame for Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, where I went to school and then went on to uh, University of Southern Mississippi and kind of the rest is history. But while I was at uh, the old JD campus, which is now, I think they call it the Harrison County campus, one of my favorite classes was philosophy. I really enjoyed it, studying all the all the you know, sort of great philosophers like Aristotle and uh, Socrates and Plato. Uh, I, I was uh, enamored with what they had to teach us about life and wonderment and all of that because, you know, think about most of them. Uh, obviously, there were great um, uh, philosophers after Christ, but B.C., there were some amazing ones. Most of them were Greek philosophers. The Greek philosopher Plato set around the year 347 B.C., you know, just just – 347, that's a long time ago. He said this, if you do not take an interest in in the affairs of your government, then you are doomed to live under the rule of fools. It's interesting that he said that when he said so long ago. Even earlier than that, another Greek statesman and uh, a general during the golden age of Athens, a man who was prominent and influential in Greek politics, Pericles, said this, just because you do not take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in you. Think about when they said these things. It's just truly re- remarkable that some of what they had to say is as accurate today as they were back when they said them on so many different levels. Um, my friend Alberto Ibarga, when you hear me talk about him from time to time, he's the former publisher of the Miami Herald and the El Nuevo Herald and the current president of the Knight Foundation and just a really dear friend of mine. He said that it is nearly impossible to cut through the noise at the national level. We know, we know that. I mean, and it's made even more complicated by the social media situation that exists today. Ultimately, what really matters is what happens locally. That's what he says. And that's why the the role that local media plays in bringing focus to sort of the local affairs is, is very important. And there's a lot of important discourse that needs to take place at that level. And that's where we can really bring about change and do important things. That's why I focus locally. That's why I talk to, on a regular basis to local elected officials. I, I don't always agree with them. And sometimes I actually disagree mightily. But what I've learned over the years is I don't burn bridges. I never have burnt bridges. In most cases, I have a deep understanding and respect for uh, those who run for public office because they really want to make a difference. Uh, I have to say this, that God knows being, a, being a, an elected official can be an incredibly thankless job. It's hard to be a public official. And as I mentioned a minute ago, it's hard to be a public official in the age of social media. At times, I think 
you know, and they, they would, you know, certainly tell me sometimes on the air, oftentimes off the air, how impossible it can be at times with social media the way that it is today. So I don't envy them, that is for sure. With all that said, I'm pleased to welcome back to Coast View my old friend Beverly Martin. Uh, she's the uh, supervisor in Harrison County of District 1 and just, just actually hand over the reins as board president. Uh, to a new president. So we'll, we'll look back and, and talk about some things for 2021. What's going to happen going forward? But anyway, it's good to, good to see you back, Beverly. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. So you heard what I said. It's hard. It's hard at times. I mean, when you're a public official, it's tough. It's, you're, you live in a, a fishbowl. Social media makes things so challenging. Um, but what I know about you, and I've known you for many years because you've been a leader in the gaming community and tourism, et cetera, for many, many, many years, um, you're pretty tough and you kind of, you, you're good at standing your ground. But it is difficult to do your work these days in the age of social media, isn't it? It can be. It can be. But, you know, you also learn a lot. I get a lot of information on issues that the public is facing that they may not always feel comfortable calling my office or telling me. So I'll read about it on the sound off or hear about it on your show or read about it on Facebook and, and look into it. And not all of it's legitimate, but every now and then you, there's a problem out there that I could actually solve. So that's well. I, well, that's what you do. I mean, you, that's what that's what that's what the role of the Harrison County Board of Supervisors is all about: is to find the challenges and opportunities and and focus on them. Uh, mm -hmm. One to grow the economy and make things better for citizens. The other is to solve problems. And that's 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 what you're that's what you do. So let, let's do it. remind people what District One is. District One is basically. Most of Biloxi, it's really from about Beauvoir Road all the way to the east to the Jackson County line and all of D'Iberville north up to the Stone County line. So it's a pretty big district. Yeah, when I went to your website, uh, I saw this I saw this the last time you and I talked, but I forgot to mention it and I, I mentioned it today. But it's interesting that Harrison County was formed in 1841. It is 976 square miles. That's a big county. It is. Uh, it second is. largest county in, in Mississippi. There's a lot to say grace over there, isn't there? There really is. And we're proud of how far Harrison County's come. Um, we want to go further, of course, and attracting businesses like Bucky's, which I have yet to ever visit. But that I feel like, based on the excitement there again, social media, I didn't realize how crazy people were about Bucky's. It's a gas station, <laughs> but apparently it's so much more. So I am definitely still going to take a road trip to Bucky's and see for myself. But that's just one of the things, and the county's um, agreed to float a $15 million bond, which will really be used for infrastructure to help with that intersection. And we're hoping MDOT will step up and do their part because we've got to add infrastructure for this Bucky's because of the amount of traffic they say they'll generate. So, and it, it needs it anyway, with or without Bucky's, it still needed some help. So. Well, you know, it's been, it's been interesting. Bill Lavers has been on the show a few times and um, he's been obviously he, he and his team have worked really hard on that Bucky's deal, and uh, and for people who don't remember, Bill is the executive director for the Harrison County Development Commission, 
Economic Development Commission. Bill actually uh, has done a good job, incidentally, on uh, rallying the troops around the uh, proposed change. Not proposed, actually. They are being implemented as we speak. And I've done a series of shows about it, about the uh, flood insurance issue, how it's going to affect economic development, how it's going to affect residential. Uh, it's a very significant issue. And I know you guys voted and, and passed a resolution supporting all efforts to, to fight that. I'm praying we get a reprieve. I, I'm a I'm I'm, I'm concerned, actually, that people are going to start getting their notices in April, and they don't all go into effect at the same time. Each month, more notices will go out, and people are going to be shocked at what their tar new target rate is going to be. I think the, the proposal 18%. is 18% increases a year. Uh, there's been a bill that's introduced to make that 9%, but the bottom line is the impact on coastal Mississippi is going to be dramatic. It's dropping, definitely yes. dropping the grandfather clause in and of itself is going to be a very significant thing for, for every every county along the coast. I know you guys are super concerned about that. We are. As a matter of fact, um, we have planned there's a National Association of Counties, which meets on the 12th of February in Washington, D.C. I plan to attend that conference mainly because of this flood issue that we've got. So it's not just a problem for Harrison County and Mississippi, but you're looking at New York all the way up the eastern coast, the western coast. So we've got some pretty heavy hitters that are on our side in this particular issue. We've just got to get our Congress to agree with us. It's just too big. And that 18% increase that's expected is not a one-time deal. I think it's 18% every year until it caps out at whatever the astronomical amount is. But it's going to hurt. It's really going to hurt our young people who are first-time home buyers. That Because there's hardly an area in Harrison County that's not in some kind of flood zone. I mean, let's And what, what's, what's, what's unique about what they have done is they have changed the criteria. It used to be right. based on base flood elevation. Now it's based on four different criteria, past, past uh, damage, and and uh, um, activity on on the on that particular property in terms of of uh, insurance uh, needs, it's, it looks at proximity to water and it looks at other things. It's uh, and the thing is, they're kind of FEMA is kind of unilaterally focused on this. And right. you know, we've had we've had Florida, for example, like two million of the five million uh, annual uh, excuse me policies in America are in Florida and Marco Rubio and a number of people have been really focused on it but they couldn't get the administration's attention and it's been bipartisan both Democrats and Republicans focused on this as you mentioned the Northeast and the area of New Jersey and, and further up very significant issues related to uh, Hurricane Sandy and not even they could get the attention of the administration administration rolled forward with a new policy starting last October and then existing policy will start to roll in starting April the 1st of this year but uh, you guys are focused on that, and Bill Labors has done a lot of good job of bringing attention to it. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Beverly Martin and find out, as she looks back on her tenure as president, what stands out. We'll see you after this break. Subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Kofi. I have Beverly Martin, who's the District 1 Supervisor for the Board of Supervisors in Harrison County. And, uh, you know, I was looking back at some of what I asked you the last time we visited, and a couple of these questions I want to ask you again. Um, the first one is this. What excites you most about what you do today? What is, what is, what is it when you wake up in the morning that excites you the most? Helping the public. I really enjoy helping the public. I look forward to problem solving, which I've always seemed to have gotten in the middle of with on purpose or not, but I really enjoy it. And I like the idea right now, we've, we're still doing Hurricane Ida and Hurricane Zeta recovery mode. We've had an influx of money last year. Never to the tune have we seen that before. We got $40 million on the American Rescue Fund Act. We got $10 million plus, and we're still counting on the CARES Act. We've got the um, recovery money. We're still getting money from the BP oil spill recovery. And so we have an opportunity now to really make some changes. One of the changes that I really wanted to see made is to get our county employees out of some of these temporary offices that they moved into after Hurricane Katrina. So the temporary part has gone on now long enough. It's been 16, 17 years. So we just broke ground out on the seaway for a new multi-purpose building for the Harrison County Code, Planning, Zoning, Engineer, as well as a satellite tax collector office. So I'm looking forward to getting that off the ground. And this, at last count, it was going to be a five or six million dollar project. That may go up now, but you know, the Lieutenant Governor has said that if we spend this money wisely and on infrastructure, the other project we really, I'm looking forward to is um, redoing all the outfalls on the beach, which of course will help with the stormwater runoff, which there again is infrastructure. We've got several projects projects in the west side of Harrison County, which is water and sewer. So we can do a lot with this money that's coming in. And if the Lieutenant Governor's correct and the 40 million turns into 80 million, well, we've got 100 million worth of projects that we'd be happy to share with him. So we're prepared. That's pretty significant. You know, I hear that across the coast that the uh, the amount of money that's been been made available because of the pandemic is a, a once in a lifetime situation. I mean, the M Mississippi as a state is sitting on way over a billion dollars. I mean, think about that about that for a second. A lot of one time money, so they have to be careful. They have to be careful. And I do think that the notion of infrastructure spending and and so on is very very, I, I would say, um, the the best route to take because you certainly don't want to build this money into budgets. It's, they got to be very careful about that. The other thing that we've been we benefited by is that our recovery as a, as a general rule was way, way better than most, most communities. So our, our tax collections were certainly better than we expected, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, the last time we talked, we were somewhat concerned. Uh, I personally really thought it was going to go down, but it actually did not. And with the housing boom, you know, the county is funded primarily through avalorum taxes, which are property taxes. Yeah. We don't get sales tax. If we do, it's very little, but it's mostly property tax. So I was really concerned that we would see a, a hit there, but we didn't. We did not. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's actually doing much better. People, this whatever's causing this latest housing boom, I hope it keeps coming.
because it's looking good for Harrison County. I think it will keep coming because I, I, I think that in the in the age of the pandemic with remote work being such a big part of what's happening with the quality of living and the, and the, and the low cost of living in coastal Mississippi, it creates an opportunity for us. People, people who work in New York can actually live here now and work remotely. And that's a, that's a big part, I think, of our economic opportunities going forward with the new economy and the creative class and all of that. It's a big deal. What keeps you up at night these days, Beverly, as you think about what you're doing? Oh, not a lot. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job, so I sleep pretty well at night. And um, probably my biggest concern is hoping that people will ask me how I feel about something before assuming that they already know. That's yeah. the biggest problem. And that comes there again sometimes from social media or the people who sitting next to you. But either way, that's always a battle. I'm sure it's a battle for you as well in any kind of business. And yeah. it's just something you try to stay ahead of and, and let people know now, you know, this the facts are really here. It's not yeah. that we don't want to pave your road. It's just that we're behind because of last year's weather was so bad. We're, it's on our list. We're going to get it paved, but it's not going to be by the end of November last year like we thought it was going to be, but it may be by the end of June this year. So that's the sort of things that, that worry you because the public doesn't know. They forget, you know, that we had the worst rain season we've ever had, which put all of our road paving and really all of our drainage were probably three or four months behind where we should be. But we and, then, and then people assume you're the person to talk to about something that maybe the state is responsible for, maybe DMR right. responsible for. Uh, Fofo said that the other day. He said that you know he he gets all the questions, mm -hmm. and of all the questions, only a few of them actually are his responsibility. But it's his role to say, okay, right. here that's not the city of Biloxi, but in cases like this, here's who you need to talk to. And that he just kind of plays a conduit to make sure that the questions are going into the right direction. But people get frustrated. And, and at the end of the day, if you're not responsible for it, but they still come to you, that means that they see you as someone who can solve their problems. And you know, even if you're not directly responsible for it, you can certainly direct them in the right direction. You're, I think you're right about the future of Harrison County and how it fits in. I've often said about coastal Mississippi that it's a it's an economic engine for the state, and certainly that has come true in post uh, pandemic with Stennis not missing a leg, with with Ingles off on the other side. I call them the bookends, doing what they do, and in between you've got you got hospitality and tourism and all that the, that the gaming has brought to the to the table. We're in a we're in a really really good position to succeed, but we still have to be focused on there's a lot of competitors out there that are trying to take our economic success away from us and um and and we and there's really no rest for the weary is there there really isn't and you know gaming is having record numbers record years a uh, record year at least and it looks like it's continuing into 2022 which is great but you know every day you read about our neighbors in other states who are being successful at getting some type of gaming, be it sports book, mobile betting, whatever it may be. So our casinos have been really good about upgrading, updating, keeping up with the times. I think Beauvage just announced a huge um, 
redo of their rooms. I'm not sure what the price was, but I remember it was a pretty big ticket right. item. And of course, Scarlet Pearl's always keeping doing something new, being innovated. That's why I tell people our casino industry is different because they never sit on their laurels. They're always one step ahead, keeping all of their, not just their games, but all their amenities first class. They're always... Yeah putting new carpet in, repainting, adding new amenities, and it really pays off. It's like they anticipate more competition from outside of the state of Mississippi, whether it comes or not, but they operate with that assumption that it's coming. So it works out really well for us. I think, I think, I think we're positioned well, though, and I hope we continue to be positioned well in the legislature in terms of leadership roles on the gaming uh, committee. Uh, for the for the legislature to say to casinos that we're going to protect your investments. And when you see something like the sports bet being widely distributed in Louisiana, it's easy to sort of want to react to that and say, okay, what can we do in, in response to that? But I think that online gaming, I think online gaming has a lot of economic woes attached to it, at least in terms of the current operators. And I'm deeply concerned about the availability of gaming, uh, online gaming to people who really shouldn't have their hands on stuff like that. Mm. So I hope we can we can keep our heads about ourselves and, and stay focused on what the gaming community has brought to Mississippi and don't do you know don't let any bills you know get through that are that are sort of a knee-jerk reaction to the competitive situation and not really focused on what's best for Mississippi and what's best for the operators in Mississippi. It's a really, really delicate balancing act, isn't it? It really is. And you know, I look around, these guys have spent billions of dollars on this brick and mortar properties, billions of dollars. And so I'm like you, one side of me says, you know, we need to protect them. They were our saving grace 25 years ago when we didn't have any saving grace. Fred LaRue said it best that um, the only thing we had to worry about before Gaiman got here, running over a sleeping dog in the middle of Highway 90. So <laughs> I, I quote him often, God rest his soul. Well, it is a delicate balancing act. And uh We'll uh, we'll keep we'll keep focus. I look forward. We're, our time is out today, but I look forward to visiting with you in the, in the very near future, Beverly. Thank you so much for having me, Ricky. It's nice to be here. You bet. This has been Beverly Martin with Harris County Board of Supervisors. And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. See you after this break. live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.